Welcome to the Creative Monday Show. This show is the home for creatives, business, lifestyle, and wellness professionals who believe in personal and professional development. Each week, we bring you an inspirational person from around the world to help you learn effective lessons and strategies to develop yourself, grow your business, and impact your community. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, business consultant, brand strategist, and innovative entrepreneur. Let the show begin. Welcome to another edition of the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I'm your host, Mervyn Batram, and we will be with you for the next hour. I am really uh, excited about today's episode. Uh, I have the opportunity to talk to a guest and introduce an amazing uh, female entrepreneur that's not just impacting her space, but she has, through her platforms and what she's doing through her show on Clubhouse, now on YouTube, uh, she's really, uh, really helping small business simplify and demystify the digital marketing landscape, right? And so we we do our best to try to find experts, uh, founders, entrepreneurs who are inspirational, who are motivational and doing things to transform lives. And so today it's uh, it's an honor for me to introduce to you our guest for today, Ms. Tamara Monlui. Let's welcome her to the screen. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, I've been waiting for this actually <laughs> for a while. We we initially met uh, last year and we had a, you know, a little cash talk um, as we were doing your business digital. And I knew from that conversation that I wanted to bring you actually on our show to kind of yeah. go a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more and kind of just just hear what you're doing to help small business in the digital marketing space. So I, I didn't want to, to butcher your intro and you know more what you're doing than me. So uh, sure. <laughs> just introduce yourself, help, help us to know who you are, help those who are watching to learn a little bit more about who you are. Sure, absolutely. I am Tamara Mulwi. I am the founder of Monavan Digital Marketing Solutions. And uh, what I like to say is that we like to help businesses navigate the digital landscape. You know, we recognize that it's really crazy out there, right? There's so many channels, so many platforms, so many metrics, so many things to think about when you're a small business and with digital marketing. So we want to simplify that. And so I do a few things uh, to help simplify that. As uh, Mervyn mentioned, uh, I'm on Clubhouse. We do a daily show called the Top 7 Digital Marketing Trends at 7, where we just talk to small and medium businesses and entrepreneurs about digital marketing and how to better utilize that. And recently I started a show on YouTube where we worked with three businesses to help them implement digital marketing plans. So we gave them different subject matter expert in the digital marketing arena, and they were able to pull together a comprehensive digital marketing plan. And, you know, last night we just released the new numbers, their new numbers. So, I mean, that's a whole long story. So that's just a little bit about me, but we can talk more about that. Awesome. Well, I want to say congrats on the new launch. Um, I definitely will check it out. And I know what I love about what you're doing, you know, a lot of, a lot of business are in uh, the marketing space and they're generating revenues. They're going out uh, to kind of grow their business and and help what they're doing. But what I love about what you're doing, you're also creating a space for small business to help them develop themselves, help them really understand the marketing space. Because, you know, it it can get confusing at times. There's so much information out there and 
where do I go? How do I move? How do I navigate? And I love that you're bringing that solution to the table. You know, talk to us a little bit about the the morning show um, on the clubhouse because yeah. I've been a part of that. I've listened to a few of them. I love the community that you've built. Thank so you. talk to me about how kind of that got birthed, that got off the ground, yeah. and then how has it grown uh, since inception? Oh yeah, 100%. So uh, that started, you know, COVID kind of threw us into Clubhouse. And so um, once I recognized there was a new platform, there was this, you know, buzz to get on. You had to get on by invitation only, which was, you know, that was a little bit kind of like, all right, how do we do this? So <laughs> I finally got an invitation. I got on. And what I recognized is that people were just listening, right? We had their audience, we had their ear, so they were listening. So I reached out to uh, a colleague of mine called uh, Fit with CJ. He's a digital marketer. He's really focused on the fit fitness industry, but he's doing amazing things. And I was just like, Hey, I can get you on clubhouse. We're going to get you an invitation and get on. And we're going to talk digital marketing. And we started off with seven trends, right? So that's really the premise of the show. We talked to small businesses about seven different tips every day. We recognized it wasn't sustainable with just the two of us. We were doing the show seven days a week because mm-hmm. again, we were just trying to capitalize on this new momentum. So we recognized it wasn't sustainable. So we started bringing other subject matter experts to talk about digital marketing as well. And they also came and they brought their seven points. So they brought people from LinkedIn, from Facebook, from Pinterest, talking analytics, talking email marketing, from YouTube, um, you, you name the platform and channel, we brought people in to talk about it. Uh, we got people in talking about their stories and slowly but surely the community started to really build. And what we did was, I started, I said, well, hey, you know, we've been doing this now. By the time I was in 60 days, I made the commitment to go for, for 365 days. <laughs> so I completed 365 days on Clubhouse talking to small and medium wow. businesses about digital marketing. And what we've seen from that is our community really grow. They took the they took the information and they actually did the work. And then the show came out of that, the evening show with YouTube, that came out of that. And, you know, we've just been moving the needle since. Uh, now that we're in our moving into our second year on Clubhouse, the show has really streamlined. We now do the show five days a week. I'm no longer doing seven days a week. You know? We do the 365 impact tour, but it's five days a week. We have different co-hosts and now we're building out different themes. So we're moving people from the beginning. Where do you start with digital marketing all the way through? Where, what are you doing for Q1? How do you implement? Because what we recognize with most businesses is that they do and they focus on social media, but implementation always becomes the hard thing, right? Yeah. And getting those results. So when I want people to hear, when I hear people talk about Monovan Digital, my company, I want them to really say, Monovan Digital really helps us to drive results because that's what we're doing with digital marketing, right? It gets back to the bottom line, that dollar in the bank. How do you quantify those activities that you're doing, right? Move beyond those likes and follows, the likes to really get to that place where there's money in the bank. So that's really what we've been doing on Clubhouse. And now just taking that and building a community and a strong community as well, too, because we're building a community of digital marketers, yeah. We're also building a community of potential customers, right? Because as they look to expand their businesses, what happens is we've given them all this information. We've spent time grooming them, talking to them. So when they're looking to take their businesses to the next level, they come to us for digital marketing, right? But they have an understanding of what they need to know, how it needs to work. So it really and truly, we're also building in our pipeline for the long term. 
You know, there's several buzzwords that you've mentioned, and I want to kind of go back on some yeah. of them. Uh, you, you, you. First of all, I, again, I want to applaud you on what you've done, and and you, you said it right. Community, the the clubhouse community, and capitalizing on that. So let's start there. Talk a little bit about the power of community and how. What are some of the essential things uh, any business, any venture should be thinking about when pulling, finding their community, building a community around what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I take that back to, you know, growing up in Trinidad, right? You yeah. know, I, I grew up in a community, right? I had a I had a, a sisterhood. My best friend was right around the corner. My other best friend, uh, you know, my mom's friends, you know, all that, that community. I saw my grandmother give back to people. So there were so many things I saw about community. So those fundamentals of what I learned growing up in Trinidad are really the fundamentals that we're putting forth here, right? We're really being good to people, but we're saying, hey, here's how we're being good is we're saying, well, here's just understand digital marketing a little bit. And because we've given, the community also gives back, right? Every time we give them something, they give back something. They become brand ambassadors for us. Yeah. Community is the heart of everything that we do online because that's all we're doing. We're translating into these online communities now, right? We're finding people like ourselves, our tribes, and we're finding them online, but we're across the world in different spaces in the world. Yeah. So it's really about taking that, building it, and again, just finding those like-minded people, those entrepreneurs, those small and medium businesses that want to take their digital marketing to the next level. And that's been really helpful for us because people come there and they're like, wait a second, I found my tribe. I yeah. found the people yeah. that I want to work with. You know, I want to share. And we're also, we're answering questions. They're answering questions. They're helping each other. So we're seeing the community really, really work together. And the other thing we've been able to do is really raise the profile of Caribbean voices. That's really important to me. Subject matter experts in the digital arena, super important to me. And also raise the pro profiles of some new digital marketers, right? So we're creating our industry right there. When speakers come, the speakers that I listen to in marketing right now, my experts are the people that come to the stage to share with our community. Wow. That's as far as we need to go. So we're seeing people move. I mean, people have quit their job, started their business, you know, increased revenue yeah. 100%. You know, they're doing the work and they're coming to share. This week, it's all about community stories and the stories we've heard from, from some of the folks and what they're doing is it's really, really amazing to see. So, yeah, that's, that's great. a little bit well, That's great. Why, why would you say, why is it important for you to build the Caribbean voices? Um, because, you know, that's a key key. Uh, thing yeah. you've mentioned, and I think that's essential, right? especially in this time. But why would you say it's very important to you? But then, on a whole, why is it important to for us as Caribbean entrepreneurs, influencers, voices that's coming up in this time? Because we are second to none, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is a, you know, I am a, you know, proud Trinidadian woman, and I love my Caribbean people. And without everything that I've learned, you know, that foundation, that's where it comes from. And, um, you know, some of the players that I'm working with, Jamila Bannister, you, uh, Carla, uh, Carly from Carla Communications, you know, some of these players. I mean, they are coming and they are running toe to toe with the North American talent, you know, yeah. uh, Jamila Bannister, for instance, her branding game is seconds to none. So yeah. it's 
important because number one, that's where I'm from. That's my foundation. And any opportunity to push, pull a hand back and bring someone forward, I think we should be doing it. And that continues to expand our community, right? So now we're looking to say, hey, we're looking at the Caribbean. We're looking at North America. You know, we're looking at Europe. We're looking everywhere because we really want to take this digital. It, there are no boundaries with digital, right? It yeah. is the world wide web. So, uh, so it's really important for me. Um, you know what I mean? And again, you know, I'm a daddy's girl and my daddy was, you know, he would love that. So <laughs> for me, that's a really important yeah. uh, to raise those profiles uh, of Caribbean voices. You know, I think it's uh, right now it's really crucial that, that uh, we hear these Caribbean voices because, you know, traditionally we've listened to a lot of North American voices. We've listened to a lot of foreign voices and, and, that had its time, but you know, most of the times they don't necessarily understand the underground needs that we as a Caribbean people are going through. We're uh, we're experiencing some of the principles, the principles and the values. They're they're translate translatable. They can come across, but some of the application in our setting. Um, it, it, it doesn't necessarily fit all the time. So I think it's very crucial and that you you are so right in saying that we want to highlight the, uh, highlight and raise the profile of the Caribbean voices because we know what's going on on the ground. We know what, what our challenges are, what our pitfalls are. We know what are the things to overcome. And I think it's crucial that we hear from them. Now, here's, here's, here's a question. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned about pipeline. Uh, what I love about you, and I, I wanted to br- draw this out, guys, if, if you don't get anything, get this. Uh, Ms. Tamara is big on systems, results, <laughs> finding an easy way to get things moving. So even in my initial connection with her, just on a few few interactions, we were w- working on some projects together and instantly there was these automated things that just flowing and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I gotta learn. So talk to us about the power of automation, the power of our pipeline and how do we get results from our efforts? Because a lot of people are doing a lot of things in the marketing space, but they're wasting time or they're doing the right, right thing, but in the wrong order. How does automation and pipeline and, and systems help with that from your experience? Absolutely. So automation, number one, saves you time, right? So uh, I send you a calendar invite uh, so that you can book at a convenient time for you, right? My calendar is set up. I know the days I'm available. So I send you a calendar invite and you get a reminder. I've done all, all that's been set up ahead of time. You get a reminder and it just saves me time. Uh, thinking about um, pipeline, right? Thinking about systems, thinking about your business. Well, where do you want to be long-term? You're not running this business in the short run, right? And what does the short run look like for you? But long-term, where do you want to be? If we look at big businesses, they're (laughs) always thinking about two to three years ahead, maybe even 10 years ahead, right? So how do we do that as small businesses as well, right? So we have business right now. We are not hurting for business, but I want to think about my pipeline. So as I build this community of people, what I'm thinking about is as they grow their businesses, they're eventually going to need marketing. But how do I become the right choice? How Mm -hmm. do I become that person that they come to, right? Because I've educated them. I'm teaching them how to leverage leverage their digital marketing so they come back to us. Having these systems in place and being able to understand, not not, not taking it back to understanding your marketing activities, right? Because I don't want to mix up the conversation. When you are working on digital marketing, any marketing effort, you have a campaign, for instance, right? You decide, hey, you know what? I want to run this promotion. I have this product. I have this service. You have to start looking at 
okay, I'm going to run this. Who's my target audience? Where yeah. are they? What is my expectation? What do I expect them to do? And what do they actually do? And then you have to start, what's great about digital is it gives you a lot of different numbers. And each number is an indicator of something. So you're running a campaign. You recognize, hey, I've been running this for a week. Nothing has happened. Or what you yeah. expected to happen didn't happen. Well, what do you do? Most people say, let me just get rid of it. Let me chop it up. Mm. I'm done. I'm, it's over. Well, we take a step back and we say, okay, cool. Well, what happened? We created a video. Maybe that was the ad that people saw first. Well, what happened when people saw the ad? Did they click on the ad? Oh, okay. I recognize that I didn't get anyone to sign up because no one clicked on the ad. So that tells me that there was something wrong with the ad. The audience wasn't attracted to the ad, right? So what do I need to do there? I need to fix that ad creative. I need to change that video, maybe change the language. Then from there, look at every metric that leads up to what you expect them to do to see where people are dropping off. Many times we just get rid of things when yeah. we optimizing them, right? So that's really how you look at it. You have to look at it as what are these numbers telling me? Move beyond those likes and follows. What are people doing? Are they going to your website? Where are you driving them? And the other thing is you have to create a customer-centric journey. As a business owner, you have to think to yourself, when someone uh, when someone comes into my ecosystem, right, where are they coming in? Are they coming into my ecosystem? Maybe, you know, they're coming in through Clubhouse, but they've only heard me talk for the last five minutes and maybe, you know, they didn't hear everything. So yeah. I can't assume that they've heard everything. So we have to be so customer centric as business owners to think about what did they hear? How much did they hear? What do I need to say again? Where do I need to put a video what do I need to? And then we need to look at those metrics to understand their behavior. The yeah. more we understand those behaviors of our target audience, the better we can truly market to them. Once we get to a place where you fully optimize, marketing becomes very easy because you're looking at making minor tweaks here and there. So it's really about paying attention and making sure that every marketing activity is trackable and leads back to that goal. What are you trying to accomplish? I want to increase revenue by X percent. Does this activity help me to increase revenue by X percent? I'm creating the video for the promotion that's going to do this. If it's not moving you that direction, then you have to pull back and look at all the activities that you do. Sometimes on my team, what we do is we really spend the time focusing in on revenue driving activities. We will say at the beginning of a week, I'm like, all right, team, revenue driving activities only. That's a call out to us to say, let's hyper focus on revenue yeah. driving activities, right? And it changes the gear for the team. Sometimes we're focused on administrative things, right? So we really set the tone. So that's what I believe. It's really about understanding those metrics and understanding don't give up if you've tried something. Go and look at those numbers. Digital gives you a lot of metrics and analytics to analyze and make changes. And I, I love this, you know, and what what I, I really see, and we said it earlier, you truly do simplify and demystify the mm -hmm. digital marketing space. Because as you're speaking, that's what's happening even for me. It, it's helping to bring clarity. And I trust for, for our viewers that they're they're getting more clear. The, the clouds is getting removed and you'll be able to start to see clearly in terms of what do I need to do in this digital marketing space. Uh, you know, Mr. Mara, we're seeing you now, we're seeing where you're, you've, where you're at now. And we also know that, you know, uh, each one of us, we're, we're supposed to solve a problem and you've uh, clearly found the, one of the areas that you're supposed to solve a solution that you bring. Did you start there? Did you start 
in this digital marketing space? Like, how did you end up in this yeah. space? Oh my God, this is <laughs> this is one of those stories that is <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah. growing up in the Caribbean, and I, I I'm sure you can imagine this, right? So we watch TV, you know, you see, yeah. you know, and you watch a lot of American TV, right? So you see that, um, you know, you see the you see a lot of things, and you're like, oh wow, you know, will I ever live a life like that, right? Yeah, and so. I moved to the U.S. Uh, when I was um, 19 and went to college. Um, I have a degree in economics and I started off, you know, I went and I got a job out of college and I was just like, all right, this is great. I'm going to work this job. And as I was working the job, I recognized that, hey, this is maybe not the right thing for me. But I was kind of going through the process. Um, and at some point in time, I recognized I was excelling at the job and I was like, oh, still not the right thing for me. So I think I, I, I made up my mind that I wanted to go back to school, but I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> uh, things got a little bit rocky at the job. So um, one day I was just like, I called my dad and I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to quit the job and go back to school. And he was just like, all right, cool. We'll pay your rent. So I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so I went back to school and I did a certificate program in multimedia design. Um, and after I did that, um, I started working as a graphic designer. Um, and then I got a job at another company called Pearson Education, where I worked and I worked there as a marketing specialist. And I started delving into digital marketing a lot more. They allowed me to try some things, create some things. And then I went to NYU and did a digital marketing program. And this is when digital marketing, there's no, no one is doing it in college, really. It's like one of those intensive four-week programs. And mm -hmm. everyone that's teaching it is actually at an office doing the digital marketing, right? So they're doing Google ads. It just came out. They're testing it out. Okay. I'm not um, telling my age here, but, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was this really interesting, very cool space to be in. And so I learned a little bit about graphic design, web development, and then started to understand layering the digital marketing on top of it. At Pearson, I started to explore and really experiment. Uh, and then that led me to applying for a job where I moved to Memphis, Tennessee to work at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, uh, where I was uh, their senior digital strategist for their largest end of the year giving campaign. One of the best jobs I've ever had, uh, because again, it was really the charity was right there. Yeah. Um, but that also took me to new heights because here's a job that, I mean, they flew me into Memphis. They took me out to a fancy dinner, yeah. 11 people in interviewed me. Uh, it was it was unreal. That was the thing that I remember seeing on TV when I was in Trinidad and almost going through this moment of, oh my goodness, like I'm, I'm going to get this job and they've done all these things to get me. Am I, <laughs> do I understand this digital marketing? And then a year and a half later, uh, Hilton um, kind of you know, propositioned me and moved me to Orlando to do digital marketing for them. They hired that year. Hilton hired about um, about two hundred digital marketing strategists to work on taking back market share from Expedia um, because Expedia had really come in and done a lot of damage in, from an SEO standpoint. So we, we really need to focus on organic um, traffic and working at Hilton doing that was also this, you know, this elite group of digital marketers. Um, and then I was propositioned and went to another company. And then after that, I started to pull back and look to say, hey, you know what? I want to do this for myself because I had worked at the best company I got the best jobs. And the next step was, well, what am I going to do for myself? How am I going to create my legacy? Uh, and then how am I going to help my community? So I went right back to starting my own brand. And that's where Monavan Digital came from. So it's the M-O-N in Mont Louis, and it's I-V-A-N for Ivan, my dad. 
and uh, Monopan Digital was born from there. So really and truly just, you know, <laughs> I love just, it. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> I really love it. And I, I love too that you, you, you were saturated in this atmosphere. So we talk about proximity, getting in the space that where you want to be, you were in yeah. Trinidad, you saw something, you saw something. I was like, Hey, I wonder what it's like to be like that. But then you got into that space, whether yeah. whether intentionally or accidentally, but you got right. into the space right. and, it, and it, it brought you the results that you needed, right? No, you mentioned, you've mentioned your dad several times and I, I do want to go there because my dad also has played a very key role in who I am, where I'm at in life and the, the things he's passed on to me. What would you say are the top two strongest values, principles that your dad has passed on to you that you are still using and you're passing on even through your business and your venture? Absolutely. I love this question. Uh, critical thinking. Uh, critical thinking was one of them. My dad was that guy who took everything apart. You know what I mean? He, yeah. was, a, he was a machinist by trade. Um, and my parents were a little bit older. So while I was in high school, uh, my dad was retired. So we got to spend a lot of quality time together. And, you know, he would critical, critically think anything. You know, the Bible was a critical thinking moment. We would go through different things and he would just highlight how, you know, again, just being really critical about everything. We would look at leaders like, um, you know, leaders that the world didn't really take pay attention to because they were bad, right? We would look at people like Gaddafi, Hitler, and he would highlight to me, well, they had to be, what was their, what were their qualities that drew people to them, right? Yeah. Really always looking at something that was people would consider to be wrong, ugly, not right, yeah. and taking that apart and really seeing almost that balance of being able to see the good in something or to see where people what leaders really look like and how they led. Uh, so critical thinking was one of those things. And also spending time listening. Um, he listened a lot. He observed a lot. Uh, as a child, I got in trouble. My dad wrote me letters. Okay. So he would spend a month observing my behavior. And then I would walk into my room and find a letter that was wow best penmanship as to my <laughs> him being disappointed in my behavior that he's observed and listened. And so wow. being observant and listening is also something that I do really, you know, I try to do that really well and pay attention to it. I talk a lot. So because I talk a lot, I also take those moments to take a step back, listen, mm -hmm. make sure that I understand what's happening and really being observant, paying attention, being as self-aware as I can be. So those would be some of the things that I got from my dad, for sure. Those are powerful. I, I, I think those are I, I'm going to pass that on. I love that letter. I, oh my God, I, I love that. I'm going to do that with my daughter. She, she's amazing. I, she's amazing. I have three beautiful girls. They're amazing. And my oldest, she has a lot of energy. And I, I think I, I'll put that into practice. I'll start yeah. writing her letters and I'll just share with her what I'm observing and from a positive position as well. It's powerful. Yeah. It was definitely, I think, you know, it was my, my siblings are a lot older than me and they always, they would call me the mistake. Right. So he wrote, <laughs> it was, it was those levels of discipline, but it was also that, you know, he would also take words back. Right. So yeah. I remember him saying that he wrote me a card one time where he talked about everyone calls you a mistake. And he was just like, you know what, I want to keep making mistakes like you for the rest of wow. my life. You're the best mistake I've ever made. Wow. And that for me is powerful. Right. So yeah. uh, <laughs> in my life, I only hear compliments <laughs> because wow. of that. 
<laughs> right? That is awesome. You know, so it's, you know, it's, you know, he's really been that voice, um, that voice in my head, you know, that, you know, you can do it, you can accomplish anything. Um, and always, you know, taking a step back to really be super observant and think critically, right? Um, sometimes you see things and, you know, you just have to dig a little bit deeper, get, mm-hmm. get past the surface to understand what's happening. Yeah. You've touched something that I, I think I want to go a little bit in, you know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, because I'm very passionate about helping entrepreneurs, empowering entrepreneurs uh, to, to find who they are, find their voice and, and unlock that true entrepreneur within. Right. And a lot of entrepreneurs self have a lot of self doubt and they second guess themselves. There's not that confidence. They don't, you know, they, they, they don't take their product. They don't take their brand and own it and the way that they should. A lot of that comes from some of the voices that they're listening to in their head, maybe voices from the past. You, you know, you've had a wonderful opportunity through your dad to speak positive voice and to empower you. What would you say to entrepreneurs to help them get out of that self-doubt, to get out of that second guessing and get on the path towards who they're supposed to be? Sure. The other side of the coin, right? What is the other side of that coin? Because it's all it's all about duality, right? So, so there's the other side of the coin. What does that look like? And really kind of going to that half full. It's not easy to get to that half, the glass being half full instead of half mm. empty place, but it is a work in progress. So it is something you work at every day, right? See the good. As an entrepreneur, there's so much work that's happening, right? There's so many things that we're doing. Taking those moments to look at, hey, where did I grow between last week and this week? Where was I a year from now? Where was I a year ago, right? Where am I growing to? So taking those moments to take stock, be positive and find that confidence, right? That confidence is within you. Uh, I think it's a matter of just really digging deep. If you are someone that beats yourself up, what does the other side of the coin look like mm. for you, right? Flip the coin. It is time to flip and then work every day at some type of positive affirmation, right? Work every day to do something that makes you feel stronger and practice. I spend a lot of time practicing, right? To be this confident, to, to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Every yeah. day doing a show, it's practice. I'm nervous at times, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> last night for our, 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 our reunion show, the first two minutes, I was so nervous um, I hadn't gotten my head into the game, but then, you know, I, I continued, I just kept moving and I'm like, you're, you know, what? you're going to get into the swing of these things, just swing of this. And eventually it happens. Right. Um, but it took a little bit of time. So, but that confidence is important. It's important that you appear confident because your customer wants you to be confident. Mm-hmm. You cannot use words like, oh, I think maybe, you know, change language, right? Sometimes in the Caribbean, we talk in negatives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so when we talk in negatives, it's re- it's reframing that. How can we reframe that, right? Always thinking to yourself, if you go to the negative, how can you reframe that? And being self-aware has a lot to do with it, right? Uh, don't spiral. Don't allow yourself to spiral, right? That's spiraling. Because sometimes as human beings, we do it. Maybe take a moment to say, okay, I'm going to spiral for the next two moments, but then I'm going to find a way to reframe this. Every hurdle is an opportunity, right? There's no, there are no challenges, there are opportunities. And as entrepreneurs, we are, because we are special, we are special. We have Mm. to go through the gauntlet, right? And you must, you must work hard. You must push hard. You must, you're not ordinary. So you have to be extraordinary and push the envelope. And once you get past those hurdles, what happens on the other side is just magic. So it's really about reframing the conversation in your head. That is the most important conversation that you have every day. 
So make sure it's the right conversation, right? I really love that. Reframe the conversation you're having in your head. That that is powerful, guys. If you don't get anything, get that because mm-hmm. I think it's that's very key uh, to to moving forward into a the life you want to have. That's very key in being the person you were created to have. Um, you know, um, Ms. Tamara, you've been at this for a while. We said, we won't say your age. We won't, we won't reveal <laughs> your age. You've been at this for a while. You've been in this space for a while. I'm sure there's been some key lessons you've learned, some do, some do, some things that you've, you just automatic when you step into the digital marketing space. Here's the absolute for success. Here's the things to not even waste your time what are some of those things that you would like to share with us? If, if yeah, I would say, you know, from a digital marketing standpoint, you always want to look at analytics, right? You yeah. always want to look at numbers, no matter where you're marketing. If you're using social media, you want to look at the numbers. That's the most important thing because it tells you something and it gives you some kind of benchmark to start working from. So start looking at your numbers. Um, don't spend time on social media just to post. Don't create yeah. content just to create content, right? Create relevant content that your audience is looking for for, create data-driven content. You really want to spend time looking at those numbers and creating the content that your audience is looking for. Those two things really can change the game for you. The other thing you want to do is if you have a new product or service, you want to make sure that you are being visible. Visibility Mm. is the problem that we run into the most. We are not visible. How do you get in front of your target audience, you know, on the internet in, in, you know, are you joining webinars? Are you joining someone's clubhouse? Are you getting in front of new people's audiences by doing interviews like this, making sure that you all have a plan for visibility? Cause that's the only way new people are going to find you and hear you. Right. So the opportunity to be visible and making a conscious effort about that, paying attention to your analytics and also creating data-driven content that your customer wants and not just creating content. Those would be my do's and don'ts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I and and let's let's talk a little bit about the business side of things. Like, sure. So you you know you've created this business, you've grown this business, and you have you've been been able to build a team. Uh, what are some of the lessons you've learned in in building this business and getting it off the ground? And what are some essentials that anyone who wants to get into this business, not not necessarily the digital marketing space, but just your business, if you want to grow and have an effective business. You must understand the fundamentals of business. You must understand economics, the economics of the place that you live in, the economics of the world, right? Because that's what it comes down to. You must pay attention to what these big businesses are doing. You must understand, you know what I mean, costs, what you're paying for. You must understand profit. You must work with the right service providers to get you what you need, your accountant. The fundamentals of business apply. If they're not there, then you don't have a business, which you have as a hobby, right? Um, <laughs> that's okay, let, let's rewind. Can you repeat that again? Let's say that again. <laughs> sure. If you do not have the fundamentals of business apply. If you are not paying attention to the fundamentals of business, you don't have a business. You actually have a hobby, right? Because it's about those costs. It's about making sure that you can be profitable. Um, It's about really making sure that you can build a team. Uh, And then in building a team, making sure that you have the right people and that you give up control, right? Mm. That's so important. I think that's been the, it hasn't been hard. My team is hilarious. So there are moments where I, I, I like even on our team call this morning, um, I was giving some feedback. We were talking about videos, cutting videos. And I was just like, oh, and I think we should, um, 
you know, make sure and send it over to X, Y, and Z, do this, 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 that, the other. And, and everyone kind of froze. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I'm doing that again, right? It doesn't matter. You guys figure out how to get it done. We need this. And that's yeah. what it was. And it was just like those moments of giving up control. I don't need to dictate everything. Mm. But if I have a solid team that can do the work, the fundamentals of the business and a solid team, I can scale my business and take my business to the next level. My goal is not to work hard, but to work smart. And I really want to get to a place where Monoban Digital can function without Tamara Moulouis, right? Yeah. Um, so that's really where we want to do. I want to be able to build my brand, but I want to be able to make sure, you know, in a few years I can take a step back. And yeah. a part of that process now is working to take more time off. So the fundamentals of business do apply for you to be able to do any of those things. And you must be in a space where you're bringing in that revenue so that you can live, your team can live, you can survive. Uh, and then thinking about, hey, scaling and what does the business look like without me, right? Um, yeah. CJ, um, my my co-host, um, his business partner always talks about what does your hit by the bus plan look like, <laughs> right? So it's so important <laughs> to think about. <laughs> hit by <laughs> the bus plan, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having a team is important, right? So uh, that's, you know, who's going to do the work, who understands the process, what are the processes that you're putting in place, those systems and, and other, other people that can make executive decisions, right? I think you touch on something and I want to go back to it again. You having a business versus having a hobby and, and a lot of what you said, you were diving into it and explaining it, but let's break that down a little bit more. Uh, how, how can someone identify if what they have is just a hobby? Um, and then how can they transition that hobby into a business if that's what they want to do? Absolutely. A hobby is something you that gives you these feelings. Your business works for you. So if you, then I don't, I try not to make any feelings decisions about my business. While I love Monovan Digital, it is not my baby. It is something that is to provide mm. me revenue and growth. So I don't look at my business like a baby by any means, right? Um, you know what it is to have a yeah. baby. You have to feed the baby, clear for the baby. The baby's going to cry, right? The business is not the baby. So I'm going to bend this bit business. I'm going to break it. I'm going to do all kinds of things with it. So I understand how it can work for me effectively. Right. So I think that's really kind of what's important is that you have to look to understand if you have a hobby, it's something that you're like, I'm really passionate about this. I really love this. I feel, and you use different words to describe your hobby versus your business. When you're talking about your business, you're saying, Hey, the cash flow for this month is this. I've been able to drive 600 people to my website. Those 600 people turn into a 10% conversion rate to increase the revenue in the bank so that I can live, pay my team, do all the things that really matter. So your hobby, hobby uh, may drive you some additional revenue that you can have fun with. uh, But your business is really this thing that is supposed to, you know, drive you revenue and take care of you. So you cannot treat it like a baby by any means. So when you're treating it like a baby, it's really your hobby. You know, that right now, I I think that mindset that principle is shattering a lot of people's perception (laughs) it's shattering a lot of people because you know you know a lot of us are like oh this is my baby and listen (laughs) you're shattering you're shattering a lot of mindset and i know and i know i mean i i will if someone comes to us as a client and they have the idea and they say the words my business is my baby I already know that it's not the right client for us mm. because then you're too emotionally attached to this baby. And there there's, I can't there, I can't help you because you're going to second guess everything that mm. I'm thinking. But if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I want to grow this. 
right? I want to grow this business. I want to, I'm looking at this like this. I'm looking at these long-term goals. I can say, absolutely. But we may have to, because we may have to break it. We may have to change everything that you're doing. And if you're emotionally attached to it, it becomes harder, you know? So I, we have one, um, Crystal Whitedell, she comes to our stage. She's our Pinterest pundit and she's awesome. Um, I did an assessment with her um, about a year ago. And I remember that. I remember telling her, yeah, your business is not your baby. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you have a son. I'm like, do you do the same thing for your kid that you do for your, your business? You know, but, but some people do. Some people do. And I think right. that that I think you're hitting the, the, the nail on the head. Why their business isn't growing. Yeah. Why it's not getting where it needs to get because they're treating it like it's a baby. Yeah. You, uh, you're toddling it when you're supposed yeah. to pull it stretch it. You're like, what does it do now? Okay, yeah. great. What is our plan now? Let's push the envelope. Let's try new things. You, you are the creator when you're the entrepreneur. This is the space that you get to say, hey, everything that's in my head, everything that I've been thinking about, everything I've been dream dreaming about, I get to now take that and translate that mm. into something that makes revenue for me. That's strategy. That's systems. That's not... You know, that's not, oh my goodness, I really love this. You know what I mean? I'm taking it to daycare for the first time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. up on me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It doesn't do that. You know, it just doesn't do that. So it's very, very, very different. And the emotional attachment to these businesses are usually the problem. So yeah. you can't take feedback. You can't take criticism. And that's the other thing too, right? It's so important to be open to criticism. It's so important to be open to criticism. Um, as long as I've been in business, the corporate world, I really have just opened myself up more and more to taking in that feedback, right? Because there's always the other side of the coin. While someone thinks it's perfect, the other one, someone thinks it's not. And I need to understand both parts so I can really find my middle ground. So you really need to also be open to that feedback. And again, reframing things. If you thought about this, this one way, this is the only way you thought about it all your life. Guess what? You have an opportunity to reframe it. There's another way. Somebody else thinks another way. And that comes back to my dad, right? Thinking about these leaders like, you know, Gaddafi, Hitler, paying attention to them because they were the other side of the coin. So understanding some of those things gives you that opportunity to reframe it. So wherever you are thinking about your business, your hobby, really take a moment, take a step back, reframe it and think about the other side. You may not agree with the other side, but you just want to understand it, right? It's it's the ideal way to have a debate. You know, I'm asking these questions because there's that person out there who we just shattered their world. We just just dropped a bomb on their world. We just just wrecked your whole world, your whole business perception. So... We want to gather the pieces for them a little bit back, right? So let's let, let's go a little bit into this. So what do we do with the passion then? What do we do? Because, you know, we've always heard find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And to me, all of these ideas, maybe or maybe I'm perceiving it wrong, but it lends to that whole um, passion and treating it like a baby and not treating this business like a business. So what do we do to transition then from this, this baby mentality, this nurturing uh, well, we got to nurture, but from that mindset of having this thing is my baby to this thing is my business, that it got to work, it got to generate revenues for me. And if it's not working, then maybe I need to shift, break it, shift it, or close the doors and find something else to do. How do we make that transition? Sure. Uh, I think the first thing to do is to, you know, again, take a step back. Right. Because your passion, I am really passionate about digital marketing. I love digital marketing. I can talk about it all day long. Yeah. Um, But me being passionate about digital marketing has nothing to do with my business 
driving revenue for me, right? So I can still use this passion for digital marketing to create a community on Clubhouse where I get to spend time talking about digital marketing, but then also understanding, well, how does this, me spending time talking about digital marketing, how does that impact our bottom line? Right. In our first year of Clubhouse, we understood in the first few months, um, Michael and I, Michael and my team, he's my director of business development. We talked about, okay, these first few months, we can only afford to do this without driving revenue for four months. That's brand awareness time. And then after that, we have to start trying to making sure that we're quantifying the hour that I spend on club that I was spending on Clubhouse seven days a week, seven hours. So once we started driving revenue from that, then it started making sense. So Mm. everything has to make sense, right? You can be passionate about things, but when you do that initiative or you do that thing that you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to spend time here creating, what is it leading to? Setting those boundaries for yourself as well too, right? Because sometimes we want to have that passion and just be free vibe with it. I like passion within structure, (laughs) right? Be passionate about your business within structure, brainstorm within structure, give yourself that structure. So, hey, I'm going to talk to these small businesses every morning for seven days a week, but I'm going to do that for four months before I know I have to start making revenue, if not not, this is not, it's not going to move the needle forward for me, or maybe it's going to do something else that I notice that eventually leads to yeah. revenue driving. And then I can adapt, but it's really being strategic to understand that. Right. And then using the passion to create your products, using the passion to create a great customer service, right? Using that passion, jumping in to say, what is the best ideal customer service path for my customers so they can feel the things they need to feel? Because the people that need to feel are really your customers, right? They need to feel good about you, about your brand. So it's less about you feeling at this point in time, but you using that passion to maneuver the things that matter for your customers. So it's just, again, reframing that passion, right? We hear do the thing that you love, you can do it, but we tie that was love emotions. Love emotions are not just about having a baby or being in love. Yeah. Love emotions are other, there are other versions of it. You know what I mean? Small, so small, large, or whatever the case may be. So take it and just really reframe that passion into the things you do for the business, but all within structure. And the end goal is my business should be driving me revenue. If my business is not driving me revenue, then you need to take a step back. So hmm. what are the little bits of structure you can put into that passion? I love it, man. I hope you guys, I hope you're able to pull the pieces um, together. But this is good because this is what this is about. We want to learn effective strategies and tools to improve our life and grow our business. So it's it's sometimes we just got to shatter the, shatter the thing and put it back together the proper way, right? So we just, we just went through that experience. <laughs> we got shattered and now we're going to put it back the proper way. You know, we're almost out of time. Uh, as we're winding down, um, I, I guess I, I want to ask you a few few closing questions. One, sure. from everything that you've gone through with your business and getting and getting the show off the ground, getting Clubhouse off the ground, what has fascinated you the most along the way? Um, so for me, it is how receptive people have been um, to me. Uh, so that has been, you know, the things people have said, you know, how receptive and how open people have been to me. I think that has been the most fascinating. I understood that I needed to be at the forefront of my business, but I 
it, I, I was behind the scenes a lot more, really focused on the education, the great posts, um, great content, but stepping outside and really feeling, yeah, people really saying, hey, you know what, we get it. You're helping to simplify digital marketing. We understand. We're advocating for you. Um, really getting that, that, that community behind me has been the thing that has, I think that has blown my mind. Man, awesome. And what ha- what would you say has surprised you the most? What has surprised me the most? The fact that I did 365 days. I, I have to applaud you for that. I, we do this show once per week and we still yeah. take a break so yeah. that we can regroup. And it's a lot of production work. So of to course. show up show up every day for 365 days, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that surprised me, but it was one of those things, you know, I'm one of those people that I, I, I get something in my mind and I can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, okay, cool. How does it, how does it happen? Because if I show that I am going the distance, I can go the distance, right? That really speaks volumes to my customer, right? So they see that as a move where they're like, wait a second, she's willing to go the distance and yeah. they believe that. So my community believes that I'm willing to go the distance for them. And, you know, so it was, I was surprised that I made it happen. There were, It wasn't easy, right? So every morning waking up at seven o'clock, I mean, there were days when I was sick. There were days when I just didn't feel like being there. There were, I had dental surgery. <laughs> <laughs> there were days when I was sad. There were days when, you know, my partner was like, well, okay, cool. We're doing this again. You know, I was on vacation <laughs> with friends and they're like, you do this every morning. Um, it, it was, it was not easy. And it was, it was one of those things that when I was done, it was like, man, this was, this was such a marathon, but it was, it was a good feeling to understand that I could really commit to something for that. Yeah. Life. I can imagine you've grown tremendously since that. So what would you say have been the greatest growth uh, and transformative ex- uh, experience and you've seen in your own life from that year of just locking in every day, doing the show, showing up every day? Like what, what has that growth process looked like for you? Yeah, I mean, what's crazy is now I am a content creator. I can create content at the drop of a dime. I mean, we got... we it. it it would just flow. It's so easy to create content. And a year ago, I struggled to create mm. content. I struggled. I was thinking about it too much, right? I'm like, well, how should it feel? What does it need to mm. look like? And here I am now every day creating content because I'm getting questions or someone says something and then I can build upon that. So it is being able to create that content really, really quickly. Uh, and I always have a, I always have a comeback now. I always have a response. <laughs> I always have a comeback. It is true. It is true. You know, I, I, I was actually speaking recently um, in, in London and virtually, and I realized because of doing the show and doing this consistently, you're right. Like there's always a comeback where in the first, I will like just kind of shut down or be thinking about my answer too much, but it, right. it just bubbles up. Like I find that it just bubbles up within. So I, I do right. want to Applauded. That that is amazing. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm on my journey towards doing this every day. I'm right. gonna get there one of these days. But you know, I just wanna. I really wanna thank you for coming on and just really pouring your life, pouring your what you've learned, really pouring into our our audience and helping them to to really grab a hold of of digital marketing, what it takes, but then also what it takes to, to let your business generate revenues. I think that's very powerful that we're not just uh, having this baby that we're trying to keep going, but it needs to generate revenues. It needs to work for us and we need to be able to do that, right? So um, as we're closing off around here in our office, uh, we, we normally say treat every day like it's a Monday. And for us, that 
that means, you know, we get up, we're ready to go, we're ready to be motivated. Monday's the day that we're like, let's conquer our week. Uh, let's, let's, let's reach those goals. When you hear treat every day like it's a Monday, what comes to your mind? Oh, Mondays are ah, treat every day like a Monday. Mondays are the day that I actually spend the most time with my team. And we really kind of dig into that time and understand what the week looks like, where we get to do that preparation. So Mondays are such an important day for us. You know, I remember hating Mondays when I had a corporate job, but now Mondays, we look forward to it. I don't have any meetings and it's really all about the team, what we're doing, how we refocusing in order to get to those places where we're working on the right activity, revenue driving activities administrative activities, whatever it is. So uh, Mondays are super important to us now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for spending this hour with us. How can people get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing? Absolutely. Definitely. You can check us out at Monavan Digital and I'll spell that out for you. It's at the ad sign M-O-N-I-V-A-N Digital. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find us at www.monavandigital.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, you can check us out at the top seven digital marketing trends on Clubhouse. Just look for me, Tamara Moului, um, and just join us wherever you can. We're giving out a wealth of information about digital marketing. Everyone can come and learn. Check us out on Clubhouse. Check out our website. Site. It'll take you back to our YouTube channel. Um, but, you know, definitely connect with us. We send out amazing emails as well that kind of just keep you up to date on what's happening in the industry. Definitely, definitely check us out. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with us. It's just it was a pleasure. I trust that you guys received a lot. I want to encourage you go back. You can pause this video for those who are watching on YouTube, those who are watching on Caribbean Invest TV, those who are watching on Soul Rise TV, as well as here in Belize and TNC. We, we're going to upload this video as well to our YouTube, my YouTube channel. Go back, watch it. Get your pens, get your pencil, take notes, learn, 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 and let's grow our business. Let's grow our lives and improve our lives. This is Mervyn Butram signing off, and I'll see you on the next video. God bless you. Take care.